in Grant Park, they delivered the Lincoln statue and vice versa. And they were just like, you know, oh, we'll fix it later. And then it just became like a thing that like there's statue of Lincoln in Grant Park and Grant in Lincoln Park. We can, we can even tell the story of then winter happened and no one wanted to do anything. This is the final call for the Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, episode 237. Sure, Chicago's home to the vacuum cleaner, Ferris wheel, Barack Obama, and the zipper. But did you also know it was the birthplace of the Twinkie? Between that and deep dish pizza, maybe it should be known as the land of heart attacks. Typically, when we travel, we like to travel more long term. I know that doesn't work for everyone's schedule. Everyone is different. Some people only have one or two weeks a year to get away. But when we travel, we like to go longer so that we can explore it deeper. However, in Chicago, I was only there for three and a half days. I did my absolute best to explore every nook and cranny that I could of that city. And with me, I brought my Tortuga Air backpack. And the reason I love the Tortuga Air is it's perfect for those short getaways for those weekend trips. It's smaller than the regular Tortuga, but it fits almost as much. I love the clamshell way that it opens up and it is plenty for a weekend trip. So I brought with me my Tortuga Air instead of my regular Tortuga for this weekend trip and I absolutely loved it. So if you're looking to get the best travel backpack, whether that be for shorter term travel and you're looking at the Tortuga Air or whether you want the regular Tortuga backpack, maybe you're going on a longer trip, check out TortugaBackpacks.com. Don't forget to use the promo code E pop epop all capital letters because that would get you 10 percent off anything that you order Hello, travel nerds, and welcome to the Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, the show that teaches you how to travel more while spending less. I'm your host, Travis Sherry, and today's episode is part two of our Chicago Destination Diary. And what we're doing in our Chicago Destination Diary is bringing on Chicago local and a man who knows more fun facts about Chicago than anyone else in the universe, my good buddy, Kevin House. And if you missed part one, you're going to want to go and listen to that now because in part one, we talk everything food in Chicago. We talk about hot dogs. We debate the best deep dish pizza. We give you some good local authentic spots to go, some expensive places, some cheap places, everything you want to know about food and Chicago. We talk about in part one. And of course, what goes hand in hand with food? That's drinking. We talk about the best spots to drink, where to get some awesome rooftop views. And of course, some local watering halls. And then Kevin reveals why he believes Chicago is actually better than New York. So you're not going to want to miss part one of our Chicago Destination Diary episode. You can go get that part one on iTunes, on Stitcher, however you're listening to this. You can go to extrapackofpeanuts.com slash pods. You can get it there as well. So if you haven't listened to that first, go check out part one, then come on back for part two. And right now, without further ado, I'm going to roll right into part two of our Chicago Destination Diary series with my buddy, Kevin House. With Chicago, and I think talking about the neighborhoods a little bit, 
you know, if we're recommending like where should people stay, obviously I've only stayed one place that was at the London house and that was right in the inner loop. And I, you know, I would say that it's not a, it's definitely not a bad place to stay if you're going to be there for a few days. Like it would be cool to stay out in one of the neighborhoods. I think you get Airbnbs, you know, I'm sure there's actually like maybe hotels that you can correct me if I'm wrong, hotels or maybe like little bed and breakfast or something. You could stay out in the neighborhoods somehow. I think uh, Chicago is the third biggest Airbnb market right here because actually the hotel industry is mostly concentrated downtown. And then there's like little bed and breakfasts. Then when Airbnb came, it opened up the neighborhoods to sort of host people because it is an older city. So like most most of the uh, the real estate gets built for people to live. And so there really wasn't. So it was either you stay at o- downtown or O'Hare is where the hotels are. So now with Airbnb, um, there's a lot more options. I mean, I've, I've only stayed at a couple hotels downtown for weddings, so I couldn't really give you recommendations, but I, you know. And I, I think say- what's, what's cool about it is you have the option of the Airbnb, and everyone knows I'm a proponent of, of staying out there. But if you're only going to be in Chicago, what I liked about Chicago was I was only there for three and a half days, but staying dead downtown, I mean, at the London house, which was I, I, I'll tell you, like phenomenal. Like it was for the price that it is. It's a it's a very 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 good hotel. You have the rooftop bar. You're in an incredible location. What was neat about staying there? Because typically we don't stay in hotels like in the downtown core. Is that it was so easy to get out. So not only are you right there, so you're right near all the metro lines. So it's really easy to get in from the airport. So, so let me interrupt you just because if you say metro, oh, you're going to confuse people. <laughs> you're going because there's two there's two train lines. There's the CTA, the L. Okay. Which you wrote, the metro or metra is actually what it's called, takes people out to the suburbs. So you're going to okay. confuse people a little bit. And, nice. uh, you know, I just didn't want your commenters to jump down your throat. All so right. I so I would instead. The expert. That's why we got you on here, man. So not when you're on the metra, but when, you, when you're riding the L, the not the subway either because it's not underground. But A, it was really easy to get around. A lot of the lines come in right there. You know, you're also right next to Navy Pier, which I know is super touristy, but it's a great starting point to get bikes. There's a beach. You can go up the the lakefront path. You know, you have good views. So like what I loved about it is that I was staying there, but I was able to get to every single neighborhood that I wanted to get to very, very easily, even though I was located right in the downtown core where typically... We don't stay when we travel because it's hard to get out of and you don't want to be like in the financial district. You want to be amongst the people. I really like staying in that area because it was, it was super convenient. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I would uh, I would not try to dissuade anyone from staying in that sort of little area because, it, yeah, you're not in a great neighborhood, but like it is pretty special to sort of look out your window or walk out your door and see like all of Chicago. And like you said, you can easily access bus, train, walk. I mean, I walk downtown from where I live and I can get there in 15 minutes. Yeah. And and it's cool. I think one of the cool things, if you're only going to be there for a few days is, you know, you're staying or you're you're either on the Magnificent Mile, you're looking up or you're right there. That's like, again, not having been to Chicago before, that was really cool. I was like, oh man, I'm seeing the greatness of this city. Like the charm and and it really shines in the case of all the neighborhoods, which I didn't know about. But when I immediately got up into my room, was like looking out, I was on the 15th floor, or you know, if you're at the top on the 22nd floor, you're like, this is a great American city. Like it was cool to see all those big buildings and be right there. So, you know, take your pick, Airbnb out in some of the neighborhoods, that's cool. Do a couple days in a hotel in the inner loop close to all the uh, CT, uh, the CTA lines. There you go. 
Yeah, there we go. The L. Um, and, <laughs> but and there are, but the, but the, there are uh, subway trains that are CTA too. Just to okay. So little. just to confuse people <laughs> even more, close to public transportation. There you go. Um, and uh, and I love. I honestly did love the uh, experience of the London House. So if you're looking for one in that area and like you're seeing prices, uh, I I couldn't recommend that enough. It was a really cool place. Plus, you can get up onto the rooftop bar without kind of reservations because you're staying there. Which I guess brings us then to like kind of the activities. Like, or actually, before we get to activities, we'll finish up our activities. We, we could talk about transportation really quickly because I had this at the end, but we might as well kind of touch on it now. I got a $20 for three day pass for the CTA, which is the L train. And I think that's a pretty good deal, right? A pretty good way to see the city and get kind of wherever you'd want to go. Yeah, because uh, one train ride is like $2.25. Um, so I would highly, 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 highly recommend people doing that, especially getting from the airport, whether you fly in from O'Hare or Midway, I've traveled a lot. I've, I mean, that's where they gouge you is the getting to, from the airport to where you're going. You can get from the airport in Chicago, either one Midway on the South side or O'Hare on the North side for $2 and 25 cents and get downtown. I was shocked. I, I, mean, I was amazed. How much because, does that cost in London or New York City to get yeah. to the center of the city from the airport? It's always those special like airport lines, which for whatever reason are ten times more. Well, I know the we know the reason. It's because you and have they, to get downtown, right? Yeah, because you've got no other option, and they and they take forever. Yeah, and you get there in forty minutes from O'Hare to downtown, two dollars. I, I I was amazed by how good the the public transport there was. I took it up to Wrigley. You know, there's a stop right there. There's a stop by the other stadiums. There's stops. Uh, there's a lot of lines, and uh, it was just really easy to navigate. And you could get like there weren't any parts that I wanted to go to that I couldn't get to without, and then have to walk like you know, the longest I think I had to walk was like eight minutes to one of the train to one of the train stops or something. And I've heard a lot of people. I know a lot of people in the city do take it daily as well like um so it, it's it's pretty good or very good for a big american city unlike like philadelphia where you're not taking public transport really it's just hard to do so yeah most american cities suck for public transportation and you know chicago could be better i thought it would you know if you've traveled anywhere in asia or europe i mean their public transportation tends to be way nicer but for an american city it's right really good yeah we're talking relative here um <laughs> we're talking about there i did want to ask you because i didn't get to do this about driving not not like is it hard but would you would there be any reason that you would recommend someone renting a car if they were coming to chicago for a couple of days or even like a week like would there be any reason to rent a car at the airport and and drive downtown no okay no, that's what I it. thought. But you're I gonna pay. You're gonna pay like a hundred and fifty dollars to park it downtown a day. Yeah, and like, and then it's such a headache. And the traffic is terrible here. I mean, it's just not worth doing. Don't okay. rent a. I mean, like, if you have like a wedding that you're going to in the suburbs, or I don't know. If there's like an extenuating circumstance, yeah, or you're, or you're driving it, through and you're you're on a road trip and you're stopping in Chicago and like yeah. whatever, you have to do it. But it's way better if you have to get somewhere that you know that you can't access by public transportation. You're going to save way more money just by using Uber or Lyft okay. than renting a car for four days. You know, so all right. The other way, and this kind of brings us into activities, was to get around. I mean, other than walking, uh, which is obviously pretty apparent, is biking. And uh, both of us, we spent a whole day biking around, which was awesome. People who listen to this know that I love biking. You were a bike courier in Chicago. I can't. <laughs> this, That's correct. You can bike without 
like your hands better than any human I've ever seen in my life. I mean, Thank you. you were like taking your backpack off. I think you're like <laughs> changing your shirt. I don't know. Maybe like writing an email. I don't know what was happening, but yeah. it was like, you, you've got this biking thing down, man. I tend to freak people out when they see me bike. I mean, like I told you, I have chilled out with some of my reckless behavior. I have at one time broken both my arms at the same time um, when I was working. I broke my left wrist and my right elbow. So I have chilled out. Uh, but yes, I am an avid, avid cyclist. Anybody that knows me, I'm a big proponent of getting around on your bike in Chicago because uh, I grew up in the suburbs and then I moved into the city when I was 18. And it has gotten, every year it's gotten more and more bike friendly. Whereas it used to be this like weird countercultural thing for like like 10 people in the winter were riding their bikes and I was one of them, just these idiots, like like with ski goggles and like everything just to protect myself. The Michelin man coming down on a yes. bike, right? Yeah, I was literally like, yeah, like the little kid from uh, like Christmas story, like, you know, like just like in a full snowsuit. And now it's, it's, it's common to see, I mean, lots of people riding their bike through the winter and in the summer, I mean, it's huge. I mean, and, and there's protected bike lanes. There is, um, on main streets, there are two way bike paths. Like, uh, so it has gotten a lot, lot better, especially for, yeah, for an American city, it is super, super bike friendly and the cab drivers, the bus drivers, the everyday uh, car drivers, they're pretty, they're pretty well behaved around bikers. Yeah, for the I, most part, I, I found it to be the 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 most bikeable big city I've been in in America. You know, I don't, I, I haven't been every big city, but uh, way easier and better to bike in than New York. Way better than Philly. Um, I think I've biked through Boston before, you know, like it was just, it was easy. I felt at ease. And I think that has to do with, like you said, people being aware and more, more bikers being out. So people being aware cabbies and, and, and car drive and also, yeah, the bike lanes and the options. So there is a bike share program called Divi, which is $10 a day, which I did the first day. Definitely would recommend if you're just trying to get around a little bit, uh, you know, it's the whole bike share. We have to dock every 30 minutes, um, it's $10 a day. You get a bike out. It's one of those big, like blue bikes. You're not going to go really fast on them. Uh, but you dock every 30 minutes, but, but decent for someone who's just like, I want the cheapest option, but I want to be able to get around on bikes. So I did that first day. And then what I did is the second day and a half, I rented a road bike and it was pretty expensive. It was like 60 bucks a day, but I wanted like the top line road bike, right? So I could really cruise and, and keep up with you. So I went and rented a road bike. You can get like a typical, like a regular seven speed kind of cruiser bike, which is better than the the divvy and you don't have to dock you can get them for like 35 bucks a day which i i think is well worth it if you're going to use that as your means of transportation and a great way to see it and one of the things to bike is is up the lakefront right i mean that's like a casual good touristy biking thing other than you know like we also biked through the city to go to the neighborhoods but you can bike up the lakefront too the trail there biking up and down the lakefront is probably not just one of my favorite things to do in chicago but just one of my favorite things to do in general, like I'm a big cyclist too. When I go to another city or another country, I want to experience their bike culture and go on their bike routes. To me, the Lakeshore Path is like one of the nicest, most scenic urban bike paths that I've ever experienced. I mean, just one side you have water, and you have pe- you you have people being active. We have beaches. We, I, I mean, I was, I couldn't believe it. I mean, I knew there was like beaches on the lake, but I didn't know they were real. It was like being at a beach 
on an ocean like that yeah. I'm used to, like the Jersey Shore or down in Florida, whatever. And that's why when I when when I you know tweeted you, I was like, let's go to the lake because I know I've never taken someone down there that's never been to Chicago and not had them be surprised. Like they're always like, whoa! Like first of all, Chicagoans are active. I thought they're just like fat Midwesterners, but then you see all these good-looking people on a beach, running, biking, rollerblading. Uh, walking, and then you know, there's this lake, there's this beach. Like a hundred, like what shocks people is 100% of our lakefront is public property. You cannot own the lake, and that was one of the things that when they mapped out Chicago after the Great Fire. Shout out to Daniel Burnham for planning it that way. Shout uh, out Daniel give Burnham. A shout out to him, the Burnhams. They did a good job. Uh, is you know, he said he's like we're we're gonna make the whole lakefront public property from the south side all the way up to the north side so basically from indiana to all the way up to evanston where northwestern is the lake like if you're east of lakeshore drive you're on public property so it's all public beaches it's all public parks it's all public things to do and it's you know you have this world-class skyline and this giant what could be an ocean if you didn't know any better but it's actually a lake yeah. fresh water it and and i liked i did the um the last day i was there yeah last day we did the uh chicago triathlon we, <laughs> i biked up the lakeshore i took a swim in the lake which was not near as cold as i imagined i i you know it was mid-june so i thought it might be pretty cold it was the perfect temperature to be like refreshing and you could stay in it wasn't so cold that it was refreshing then you hopped out and then we went and did a deep dish pizza so i highly recommend <laughs> the chicago triathlon not much training needed although i have been training for 33 years for the deep dish pizza so yes. um you earned no you definitely earned your deep dish pizza we did a lot of biking yeah and so so biking i, I love that lake lakefront trail up and down we biked another thing called the 606, which I don't know if many people would know about if they weren't, like if they were just travelers, but that was a really neat uh, little experience. Yeah. So if you like, it's it's similar to the New York City High Line in the sense that it is an abandoned rail line that's just been sitting there for, I don't know, a long time. And I, and it, so you used to just be able to sneak up there and see homeless people sleeping and people doing all sorts of wild stuff up there. And then one day they're like, we're going to knock it over. And then some people are like, no, let's make it uh, uh, like a park. So they uh, it took a long time to complete. But yeah, now it is a walkway. A ru- like uh, It's an elevated above the streets. And it's about three miles long of uninterrupted trail. And you cut through three very different neighborhoods for Bucktown and Logan Square and Hubble Park. And... It's just a really cool way to see the neighborhoods, to see the city. And if you're if you're a bike rider and you're a little nervous about like riding on the streets or you you know you have three miles where you're guaranteed you're not gonna get hit by a car. <laughs> okay, so I mean I've been hit by cars. So it's nice to have three miles of my my day where I'm like, well, I'm not gonna die from car crash right here. Um so and then you can just turn around and go back the other way. And it's and it's it's just it's uh yeah, like you said, it's not something that you would probably find in a tourist website or magazine or publication. But uh, that's one of the other things I'd highly recommend: getting your bike, going over to the six hundred six, go to Hubble Park, come back out in Bucktown, see like the different neighborhoods. 
Um, you can like literally see into people's homes. It's pretty cool. It it, it is cool, and um, and that area is a neat area too. So like if you if you're like, well, you know, why would I go up to Bucktown and get the six or six? Well, a lot of the restaurants we talked about, and some of the stuff we've touched on, all this will be in the show notes too. So you'll be able to see where everything is. Um, a lot of that is in that area too. So if you're up in that area, yeah, grab the bike, grab you know, grab a divvy bike or have your own bike, whatever, um, and bike that six or six. And yeah, some of my favorite things were, were biking around. Uh, a few other activities that, that I did, and, and again, the one, probably the one that was recommended to me the most, and people said, you know, it's touristy, but you got to do it and, it, and it exceeds our expectation, was the architectural boat tour. And I did do it, and it was cool. I mean, there's so much cool architecture in, I think it was like an hour and a half, and this guy just peppered you. You know, if you like knowledge and you like little facts, like well, you probably do because you've been listening to this podcast with Kevin and I. Yeah, it's just everything you could want to know, like fun facts as well as like, you know, history of Chicago. And it was really, really cool experience. I think it's like 35 or 40 bucks for an hour and a half, and I, I would definitely recommend it. I, I assume you've done it. Yes, I've done it. And there's also there's also um, like walking tours too. And I think like the Chicago Architectural, if you don't want to pay, like uh, you can do a free walking tour of architecture. And uh, those are always fun. I know you like to do those. I like to do those too in cities. So if you don't want to pay, the, but, but it is, if you can get on the river or if you can get on the lake, I su- highly suggest doing it. Um, but yeah, the the architectural tour is definitely like like you said, one of those tourist things that is actually fun and worth doing. And I I know we're gonna have a little bit of a disagreement here. Um, okay. But I also went to a Cubs game and oh. went to Wrigley, and uh, you may have heard of it, Wrigley yeah. Field. Did you um, see all their World Championship banners? And- <laughs> They have those on display. Uh, We, we, in case you haven't figured out, we have a a Chicago White Sox fan uh, in our midst, and uh, and me who doesn't really care either way, but just like to go to stadiums. But going to a Cubs game, obviously with Wrigley Field, with it being you know such an uh, an important piece of baseball history. I would highly recommend if you have a chance to go to Wrigley to to check it out, see a Cubs game there. Um, the area around it's pretty cool to see. You know, it's another cool neighborhood. So I could talk to the Cubs game. I know that deep down in your heart, you would also say it might be worth someone who is out of town going to. But yeah. I can let you talk about going to White Sox <laughs> game too because that oh, I haven't yeah. done. I'm doing that tonight. I'm going to see the Sox. Um, you know, yeah, go go to Wrigley Field. It's nice. Um, they filmed uh, some scenes from the League of Their Own there, so there's some history that <laughs> happened in the stadium. I don't think they've done anything else of note besides that. But it is beautiful. It is a truly unique baseball experience. Even if you're not a sports fan, I think you can have a good time going to a Cubs game. And that's kind of the point, that there's not really much sports to take in. I'm saying this while they're having like one of the most historic baseball seasons in history, and I hope I'm not enough to eat crow at the end of this year, but I'm going to make fun of them for being losers while I still can. Right, win a right. Championship. Um, what yeah, about well, the other sports the White then? White Sox. Yeah, because okay, you got White, White Sox, Sox, you got the Bears, the Bears. So Bears. like recommended to go to to those stadiums as well because they're they're south side right and you got the well, bulls obviously as yeah, well. the, Bull, the bulls play on like the the west side uh and the blackhawks the bulls and blackhawks share a uh stadium and it's nice you know uh, the, actually the bulls bulls games are one of the most touristed things in the summer or in the winter sorry i'm getting my seasons mixed up winter because you see lots of um Asian and European tourists who fell in love with Michael Jordan taking their picture 
like in negative 10 degree weather outside of the Michael Jordan statue, you know? Yeah, or uh, they or like tourists from other countries might not have realized how cold it was going to be in Chicago. Oh, they end yeah. up in Chicago like, whoops. Yeah, they did not know. Because yeah, that's big. Michael Jordan is like one of our biggest ambassadors for the city. So yeah, go to a game. I, I think uh, probably Wrigley Field, is, like I said, it's, it's the most unique uh, sports experience in Chicago. Like the United Center where the Bulls and Blackhawks play – they're pretty similar to most other basketball hockey stadiums. White Sox Stadium is it's a little it's a little less uh, crowded, a little more like people that are like I just like this team and these guys and I you know like and uh, when they're not doing well, they're not going to go to the game because they're like they're pretty uh, fickle with the management. But uh, you know, I'd say go to a White Sox game if you if you're a fan of baseball because Chicago's the only city in America. Here's a Kevin Ellis fun fact that you can go to two stadiums, two major league stadiums on one train line. Okay. There you go. Can't do that in New York City. Can't do that in New York. There so you the go. Red, the red line will take can take you from Wrigley Field to US Cellular Field in about forty minutes to an hour, depending on cool. a few different things. Yeah. So check them both out. Make your own decision. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, figure figure it out. Maybe get a hat for both teams. You know, yeah. you don't want to wear your Cubs hat to U.S. Cellular Field. You don't want to wear your White Sox hat to Wrigley. Although I, maybe they just wouldn't care at that point. They're like, ah, a Sox fan, whatever. Yeah, um, care as much as we care. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's <laughs> but it's, but the point is, awesome sports, awesome sports history, awesome sports town. If you're someone like myself, like Kevin, you like sports, make an effort to go out and do that. And, and like we've said, you can do a lot of outdoor activities as well with the biking and the swimming and all that kind of stuff but you know if you want to see professional sports one of the things that uh that that you took me through and of course that's oh, i'll let you give this kevin house fun uh, fact millennium park mm, yes. and there's some stuff in millennium park that, yes. that people should see obviously i think i saw someone comment um on your instagram to go to millennial park is what they called it but it's no millennium park not named after the uh, lazy generation that i'm a part of but actually the year 2000, it was supposed to open. And I don't think it, they finished it until, I don't know, I think it was 2003 or 2004 is when they actually got it done. Which Substantially is the, after the millennium started. And million, and mi- like, like maybe like $50 million over budget. But when it got it finished, it's really beautiful. And so you have what is the bean, right? Known as the bean. Uh, the giant mirror sculpture that uh, the, the the original artist who made the bean hates it that people call it the bean. He wants the, it's Cloudgate. So Cloudgate. Yes. But, so pay some respect to that original artist and call it Cloudgate. Yes, but it is a really cool. That is another touristy area that I think actually kind of is fun to visit because you, like you said, when you saw it, you couldn't believe how big and impressive it was. Yeah, I I don't know what I thought. I I've just seen pictures of Cloudgate um yes. and before and just I, I don't know. It didn't I didn't think it was that big. Like I just saw people taking pictures in it and for some reason I thought it was like on like a sculpture that was in the middle of the city like on a street, you know, like maybe in the middle of a street. That's how small I thought it was. And then I go, I'm like, "Whoa, this is A in the middle of the park and B it it's huge." Right. And then right north of that is Pritzker Pavilion. Which, if you are in Chicago during a week, if you're in Chicago in the summer, check what's happening at Millennium Park for sure. Because every Monday and every Thursday, they have a free outdoor performance in the middle of downtown, like music. 
And then um, other days of the week, they do yoga, free yoga in, the, in that park. Other days, they have free movies. Like, um, I think they're doing like a movie called Soul Food and then Raiders of the Lost Ark and Ferris Bueller's Day Off. And there's always free stuff happening in Chicago. And if that's like one of the things that you really see in Chicago, I think there was like three free street fests alone and then like black parties and then free concerts because we all want to be outside. So go and to no one wants Park. to pay for it. Right. And we're, yeah. Well, that's Chicago. I mean, that's why Mayor Daly got out of there when the bill came. And now Rahm's got a bunch of problems on his hand. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah. And then, and, and then there's the, the artist suits right there. And then Maggie Alley Park is right next to Millennium Park. So if you have kids, it's awesome. There's a climbing wall. I mean, it's, it's really impressive, like all the stuff that's right there. Like, there's a and, fountain, like the kids... Or adults. I wanted yeah. to. I didn't have my suit can play in and then it shoots water out of the mouth and no one knows yeah. it's happening. Yeah. And you did tell me the, the art, what is it? The Art Institute of Chicago, Kevin House, fun fact that I remember, has the second most Van Goghs of anywhere in the world, I believe. Was that the fun fact? That is a fun fact. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it is. It is. If you like impressionistic art, it is great. Um, the, the, it houses a, a lot of that. You can do recreate the uh, you know the scene in Ferris Bueller where he's staring at the painting and like uh, then he's staring back at him and you know the the museums in Chicago are definitely like when I travel I don't even bother usually going to museums because we have so many great museums in Chicago um, and museums aren't generally my thing and I don't necessarily recommend people even to go visit them but if you are that inclined there is an art institute there's a contemporary art there's natural history we even have the Surgical Science Museum of the nation. So if you're into trepanning or into like weird tumors, you can go to that museum. I mean, um, but and and yeah. you mentioned you mentioned festivals too. Is there a good because festivals are always happening? And and mm -hmm. but the hardest part is finding out about them. Is there a good website that you know of just yeah. offhand that you can kind of see what's going on, whether it be Chicago in general or just like Chicago free festivals or anything like that. Time Out Chicago is pretty good with um, like having a summer sort of schedule of festivals and free things to do for the weekend. Um, uh, do three one two is another good one to check out. You can just okay. or you can, you can just like send me a tweet and ask me. I'll tell you right away. There you go. <laughs> I, I have it all on hand right in front of me. I'll help you out. Travis uh, Sherry fun fact. <laughs> I was once featured in Time Out Chicago. Uh, I don't know why or why they wanted me to do it, but I was featured in there giving advice on how to use frequent fire miles. Huh. Don't know why Time Out Chicago contacted me, but hey, there you go. Wow. Look at you. That's pretty impressive. And now, um, yeah, so I'm... And if you go to Millennium Park's website, if you just search Millennium Park in Google, I don't know the website offhand, but if you're looking for what kind of uh, events they got going over there, just look up their website and they'll tell you. So, cool. like, there's just a you know, there's a it just there's a million there's a million of street festivals and yeah, Time Out Chicago is probably my number one to check out. Awesome. And uh, and we will link all that up in the show notes, guys. If you want to get the show notes, remember, you can go to extrapackofpeanuts.com slash, I believe this is 236. So extrapackofpeanuts.com slash 236, or you can go to extrapackofpeanuts.com slash pods and get the show notes. Last thing, I'm going to actually roll this into our can't miss thing you could skip and wish you had done because there's one other activity I want to talk about, but it's going to, I'm going to discuss it in my, uh, 
in my thing that you can't miss. So we're going to roll this into the, the final segment here. But I wanted to ask you first for a thing, because here's a guy, you know, you've done it all. Your family's like generations deep in Chicago. There was some fun fact that you told me there's a street named after your yeah. someone. Go ahead. Hem- give us yeah, that yeah. fun fact. Hem- there is a street on the south side of Chicago, Washburn Street. Washburn with an E. That is my mother's maiden name. It's named after Hempstead Washburn, who was the mayor of Chicago during the Columbian Exposition. His father was a secretary of state under Grant. Um, and my uncle Mark has like four books written on these guys. If you want to look it up on Amazon, just type in Elihu Washburn, and uh, yeah, there's a lot of books out there. So this written, is I, this is a, a royal, basically the royal family of Chicago here that we have uh, on the line. Uh, um, did give me the fun fact that you talked about Grant, and I'm giving away all your stuff. So if anyone meets up with you, you have to come with some <laughs> new fun facts. Uh, that there's a statue of Lincoln in Grant Park and a statue of Grant in Lincoln Park. Yeah, and and the story goes, and I don't know how true this is, but this is the story I always heard, is that they just delivered, in Lincoln Park, they delivered the Lincoln, or in Grant Park, they delivered the Lincoln statue, and vice versa, and they were just like, you know, we'll fix it later, and then it just became like a thing that like their statue of Lincoln in Grant Park and Grant in Lincoln Park. We can we can even tell the story of then winter happened and no one wanted to do anything. We can add on to the story and just keep the tale yeah, going, right? Yes, exactly. And then um, winter is always coming. In so so I've got the royal family, a member of the royal family of Chicago, on the line here. So I have to ask you: You've done a lot. What is one thing that if someone comes to Chicago, you would say like? you can't miss this. Like here's the one thing that beyond a shadow of a doubt you should do if you're here in Chicago. I think most, you know, there's a lot of fun stuff to do that people know, but like we've talked about and like something that I want to make sure that you did while you're in town was like getting a bike and hitting the lake path in the summer. I just think it is, it is something that people don't think about when they think of Chicago. I don't think they think of active outdoorsy beaches Water, sunshine, you know, but just the juxtaposition between the water and the skyline and everybody out and everyone in such a good mood. And um, it's it's one of it's the thing that I look forward to most in the summer. And it's the thing that I always make a point to get people out there to try because it's like instantly when someone gets out there, they're like, this is amazing. How did I even Chicagoans don't even realize that like that's out over there, you know, so that is my one don't miss thing, riding your bike on the lake path. I couldn't agree more. Uh, I, I, I kind of cheat because I cheat because uh, it's my own show. I can do what I want. Um, and I'm going to give you two, but one, preface it by saying if it's the summer, uh, that's mine as well. Bike, uh, or, or if you don't like biking, you know, you know, walk or run up the lakefront, go for a swim in the lake. It's You're right. It's gorgeous to see the skyline. As you're going up the trail, turn around. You're, you know, you have you have beaches there, like sand beaches that I laid out on. I went swimming. I it was incredible, and uh, I would spend three months there every year. Just make sure they're June, July, and August. Um, but the other thing that I that I didn't touch on activities, and this is one that I think you, that you really can't miss. And I was so glad I got to do this because I wouldn't have thought about it on my own, except someone uh, said you should do this. You're coming to Chicago. That's the Second City Comedy Club, and. Um, you know, check out Second City. We could name them all. The people who have gone through there. I mean, Bill Murray, um, Chris Farley, you know, uh, Tina Fey, Amy Poehler. You know, the list. We're talking like every comedian you can think of, basically, has come through Second City Comedy Club. And so um, I went and saw a show there. It went from 11 p.m. 
to 2 a.m., which was actually pretty awesome. I didn't know I was getting the last, I guess at 1 a.m., and you, you told me this, and I didn't even realize it was happening. At 1 a.m., they do improv, like the third act is just all improv, and uh, anyone can come in for free then. So I did see some people coming in. Most people didn't leave who had, who had paid to be there. It was like 30 bucks, and it was the best comedy show I've ever seen. So Second City Comedy Club, uh, I couldn't recommend enough. It was really, really awesome. Even for someone who doesn't, I don't typically go to comedy shows, you know, but it was it was amazing. And the history there is pretty cool to see, too, with all those people coming through. It's definitely, yeah, a must-go in Second City. Because, like, like you said, like the odds are when you see like one of the main stage shows at Second City, you're seeing maybe a future uh, you know, Stephen Colbert or yep. maybe a future Chris Farley or maybe a Bill Murray or Dan Aykroyd or whoever. Steve Carell. I forgot yeah. about him. Yeah, it's crazy. All, and, and, uh, you know, we, we, my family, we go every Christmas time, every time around Christmas time. And yeah, I've seen all these guys and girls come up as young sort of, you know, uh, I, yeah, like unknown Canadian. people, yeah. like to, to mainstream at least. They, yeah. And it's, and so I think that's something else people don't know about Chicago, that it is sort of the font or the epicenter of the comedy scene in America. Um, because it's so much different than New York and LA where, it's not competitive and people are here doing it for fun. But they also have ambitions to get out of Chicago, but it is sort of, it is a little more fertile for people to fail and try and fail and try and fail and come up with new ideas. But yeah, you know, this is the place where the uh, improv comedy was born and, Go so, look at Second City and look at their alumni list. And it's like you have all these huge names, like you said, like some of the biggest comedic names out there that we yeah. mentioned. And then you have these people who are like, wait, I know who that is. It's like Jason Sudeikis, who is like not huge, but yeah, right. like, or like TJ Lavin. It's just like right. people it's, that you see on TV. Yeah, it's, it's really, really cool. All right. So I can't miss bike and swim up the lakefront trail on Second City Comedy Show. What about a thing that you could skip that maybe gets a, a lot of pub or people like you should do this, but you're like, eh. If you missed it, it wouldn't be the biggest deal in the world. Yeah. Um, I would say Navy Pier is like the biggest, like, skip it tourist trap in Chicago. Someone said, oh, you have a nice view there. You, you know, but there are a million views in a million different places where you don't get stuck paying, you know, $15 for, you know, a crappy piece of pizza or like to ride a Ferris wheel. You know, yeah. it's just like there's a bubblegum shrimp there. It's just like very like, ugh, like, you know, I think that says it all. There's a bubblegum shrimp company there, right? <laughs> yeah, like, like, don't go to Chicago and eat bubblegum shrimp company. Please, please go to don't. Chicago <laughs> and eat Lou Malnati's or Pequod's or any of the other things we recommend. Okay. And, and Navy Pier, like fine for starting your bike ride. Or that's not really Navy Pier, but like you get your bike there and then you go up to Lakefront. But yeah. I'm with you. And I didn't even go out like to Navy Pier because I just, what was the point? I didn't want to ride a Ferris wheel and I didn't want to see like chain restaurants and stuff. It's not that it was bad. It was fine, but we've already mentioned it. And that is Girl and the Goat. And I guess the only reason I'm even throwing it out there is that just like people talk about the uh, the London House rooftop, like the 22nd floor, which I thought was awesome. A lot of people said to me like, Girl and the Goat is like the it restaurant that you need to go to in Chicago. And again, the food was good. I just... I was like, all right, if I had had to wait two hours in line, I wouldn't have done it. Like, I just got lucky, walked in, and they put me on the end. So I'm not saying don't do it. I'm just saying I wouldn't, you know, if you call and there's like, it's a two-hour wait or you can't get reservations, there's plenty of other good places to eat um, right around that area, too, on Randolph Street. Yeah, it's hard to get a reservation. But, I mean, 
like I said, if you're going to go, do it, do it again. If you wanted to ever do it again, go with four other friends, and you're going to have a much better time, I think. Yeah, and the, and the food is good. Like, it was yeah. definitely good. I just thought, for all the hype, I, I'm not exactly sure, you know, why it would be that way. Here's a cool one for you, and this is the last one we're going to finish up with this. Something you wish you had done. So, like, I only spent three days there. There's a lot that I wish I had done. I, we've kind of touched on it, and I'll give you my number one. But what is something you wish you have done in Chicago that you haven't done, or maybe you haven't done it in a while. You know, you grew up there and you did it when you were a kid and you're like, oh, I never actually got around to this again. Yeah. When you had asked me this, I had to think about it for a minute. But one thing I think I don't take full advantage of living here in Chicago is like the sort of the, the theater and the theater scene, which includes like plays, Broadway shows, operas, symph- like we have a, we have a symphony hall, we haven't like that's beautiful that I think I've been to like one time when I was like eleven and I saw a picture of it the other day. I was like, I should go there. They're doing the Raiders of the Lost Ark soundtrack. I should go that's there awesome. and go. Yeah. And it's beautiful. And also like we have a we have maybe outside of New York City and London, like one of the best theater scenes in the country. Um just next this fall, Hamilton is going to be coming to Chicago and it's not even playing in London yet. I mean, usually like when these big Broadway shows that are, you know, this is their either their first destination before they go to New York City or their second one. And there's lots of homegrown, avant-garde, sort of what I guess you would call off-Broadway if it was in New York City theaters that there's so many of them. And I I never think that like, you know, I always think like if I'm going to get a ticket for something, I'm going to sports or uh comedy but i never think to go to some of these theaters and there's so many great theaters and uh music halls like with symphonies and operas that i feel like i should enjoy and culture myself a little more so that's great yeah you gotta stop going to so many Sox games yeah especially this year so <laughs> waste the, my money the thing i wish we had, i had done and i and i did already talk about this so we'll just briefly touch on was go up to the signature lounge on the 96th floor at the john hancock building didn't get a chance to do it recommended by a lot of people again eight dollars a beer you know maybe a double that for a cocktail but you get a fantastic views so that is one thing i will definitely do when i go back on top of all the eating places you know that kind of just is uh that's to be expected all the places that we talked about that i didn't get to eat but signature lounge on 96th floor i did get to go to the the london house rooftop on the 22nd which was awesome and is a great thing to do if you can't do both um, and you want to be outside, do that one. But looking forward to going back and uh, and doing that again and Kev, uh, going around on bikes and eating some more and checking out some of these uh, more breweries and some of these restaurants. Socks game. Socks game. Got to get to a socks I can ride. <laughs> I can ride the train between Wrigley and, and, Chicago, uh, and the White Sox and be like, look, it's the only train line. Yeah. So much to do. Um, so I just want to thank you personally for, for joining me today, for coming on, telling us all about Chicago for showing us the the real Chicago and for showing me the real Chicago when I was there a few weekends ago. It's, you know, it's always so much better. We talk about it on the show a lot, like traveling more authentically, more locally. And, and it's not always easy to do, but when you can get to go around with a local and find those hidden gems that normal travelers or tourists couldn't find, that's when it's awesome. And, uh, and I have you to thank for, for a lot of that in Chicago. So I know you mentioned it to me before the, um, that you love to show people around Chicago. It's one of your favorite things to do. So if there are EPOP fans who listen to this, they've either been to Chicago or haven't been, but now they want to come to Chicago and see it, or you're already going, you were, you were kind enough to say, hey, let people know. Like, I'd love to try to meet up with them and show them around, whether it's a half day, a day, whatever it is, give them some advice. So 
how can people get a hold of you if they do want to know more about Chicago? For sure. Yeah. And I have to say, uh, I, it was, it was a real pleasure to get to show you around because I've been listening to your podcast for quite some time. So it was nice to sort of, uh, get to meet you and show you around because, you know, I am, like I said, I'm very, very passionate about Chicago and, uh, anyone who knows me, I'm pretty annoying about it. Um, so it's nice that I have a constructive An way outlet. To, <laughs> yes, with you because other people are just like, shut up. Like, okay, we get it. Um, we, we've heard that same Kevin House fun fact eight oh times god. in the last two months. Oh my God. They hate it. Um, but so yeah, if you want to, if you, if you are in Chicago and you need recommendations or you want to hang out or you want someone to help show you around for sure, look me up. I am Kevin underscore house on instagram or twitter um so yeah look me up on either of those and uh i'll get back to you and he promises that he won't take you uh on as crazy a bike trip unless you want to be taken on as he did me because he i think you you kind of uh dummied it down a little for me too because eh, you know like you're pretty crazy out there on the bike but i think you're easier on me than you would be if you're on your own i think uh yeah, that's true. And uh, I uh, I push it pretty hard. But yeah, I, we, we had a nice leisurely stroll through the city. Very safe. I had both uh, hands on my, my handlebars. Hands. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so yeah, thank you so much, Kevin. It was awesome. Guys, if, you, if you're listening, I can't recommend Chicago as a weekend destination or a week-long destination. Heck, if, if you got time, go for a couple weeks. There's plenty to do. I was blown away by how amazing Chicago was. I am actively trying to plan a trip back there um, during the summer, hopefully again this summer to, to really experience it again and bring Heather out there. So if you want to get the show notes, we talked about a lot of places. Um, everything will be linked up at extrapackofpeanuts.com slash 236. That's 236. Uh, all numbers there. So extrapackofpeanuts.com slash 236. You can get the show notes. Of course, you can go and get the show notes for all our podcasts at extrapackofpeanuts.com slash pods as well. And don't forget, if you like this Destination Diary, we've done a bunch on a bunch of other areas that we mentioned at the top of the show. Cape Town, Chiang Mai, Guatemala, Philadelphia, Japan, Portugal, Santiago de Compostela, Portland, Colorado, Croatia, India, Nashville, and New Orleans. I do have it written down. I didn't remember all that. So there you guys go. You can check that out as well. iTunes, Stitcher, however you listen to this. And uh, don't forget, if you're looking for a good travel backpack, the one I recommend, Tortuga Backpack, sponsors of this day, uh, today's episode. You can go to tortugabackpacks.com. Use promo code EPOP, E-P-O-P, all capital letters. I get you 10% off. Kev, thank you so much. I am coming back out. I'm getting Lou Malnati's. Yes, yes, and we're going to a Sox game. I can't wait. And Portillo's and, and Portillo's. Signature Lounge. I'm just looking at the list. Well, we got a lot. I might have to come out for more than three days. Please do. Yeah, we'd love to have you. Awesome. Well, thank you for joining me today, Kev. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in today, for making this the number one rated travel podcast on iTunes. And until next time, happy free travels. Happy free travels.